0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday! Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Low Radio. I am Dr. Lauren Noel, and your host. I'm a naturopathic doctor here in sunny, beautiful San Diego. Well, not so sunny and beautiful today, but most days it's sunny and beautiful. You can check me out at DrLaurenNoel.com. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Last week was a super fun show. It was all about how to become a morning person, how to really start your day with a morning ritual and just be focused and ready to go for your day. If you missed that show, it was a great one. It was on The Miracle Morning with Hal Elrod. He's the author of the, that book. So check it out if you missed it. You can also listen to any of the shows at DrLaurenNoel.com. LaurenNoel.com, they're all listed there. And I work with patients here in San Diego as well as all over the country. And I would say probably about half my patients are out of state. So we do blood work, and we can actually do you know naturopathic protocols over the phone and over Skype. So if you're looking for someone who can help you get well, check me out. Check out my website, and I would love to work with you and get you feeling healthier. Check out the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Noel. And I'm on Twitter, Twitter twitter.com slash DrLaurenNoel. And, of course, we always take live calls for the show. If you'd love to call and ask a question, we give precedence to our callers. The number is 818-495-6919. Tonight's show is all about non-toxic and natural skin care. There are tens of thousands of chemicals in the typical morning regimen that a woman or a man might take and it's lots of exposure to you know hormone disruptors and even known carcinogens so cancer causing chemicals in your different products that you use every single day and it's really really astounding how much exposure we really have in our morning routine or, or even throughout the day and you know, I've talked about this on previous shows, but our our environment is so toxic as it is now that there's really no reason to be exposed to these kind of chemicals when you could avoid them and use really great stuff that is all natural and works. So tonight we have a guest, Melanie Vasour. She is a nutritional cosmetic chemist and she's a medical esthetician. And she's also the founder of Vasour Skincare and Spa. And I've had lots of opportunities to talk with her and pick her brain. And she uses skincare, which is all natural, and most of it she actually gets from her yard and makes it, you know, hand makes it and use it in, in her spa, which I just think is so amazing. You know, they work really well. She's given me a bunch of samples, and I just absolutely loved it. So I had to have her come on the show and give us some really great tips. And I love, you know, being able to make things in your kitchen and use things at home because there's so many little tricks and different you know home remedies that you can use that work really, really great, and you can find them in your kitchen. So she'll give us some great tips tonight. Melanie Visora is a leading authority on the science of skin care, and she's appeared on television and radio shows worldwide. She's a featured speaker at national trade shows and also is a regular columnist for Dermoscope, American Spa, Spa Management, Skin Deep, and other beauty publications, she contribute con- excuse me continues to contribute to the spot and skin care field as a faculty member teaching advanced skin care education to doctors to estheticians to cosmetologists and to nurses and she's had her own uh you know her own experience battling skin problems for her life and she'll tell us a little bit more about that but that really marked the beginning of her scientific skin care and now 25 years later she makes really great chemical free products and we're really Grateful to have her on the show. So, Melanie, thank you for joining me and welcome to Dr. Low Radio.
2: Thank you for having me on your show. I'm looking forward to sharing some fun and important information uh, with you and your listeners.
1: Yeah, I know. I was posting this on Facebook today, and everyone's getting so excited about it. This is such a fun topic, you know. I mean, there's yeah. so many things that we can do and, you know, things we can kind of throw together in the house that work really, really great. And so I knew that, you know, you're just – I love picking your brain so you have so much up there. And <laughs> so I thought I could pick your brain on the air and share it with everybody else. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I hinted to a little bit in the intro, but you, you had your own experience battling You know, acne, right? So tell us a little bit about your story and, you know, what got you to doing what you do now.
2: Well, it all started around uh, age 11, which is generally when uh, most preteens will start the appearance of acne. So I started getting blemishes. And it's really a, a vulnerable age 11 to have skin issues. So it continued 11, 12, 13. We saw it. Dermatologist helped back then was uh, tetracycline antibiotics. And Retin A was kind of starting out and it really didn't work for my skin. And at the time I was uh, working in New York City and they had skincare places and spas. So an esthetician had told me where I was working that if I had a facial, they'd be able to take out the dirt and the oil that the bacteria was feeding on and my skin would be clear so that was my introduction to getting facials Uh, she said if I came once a month that my skin would stay clear so I committed to that as a teen and as a result I didn't get any scarring and it really did work and I continued doing that until I was 27 and then I got a really bad case uh, again, a normal, typical 27 is a major hormonal shift in your body, as you probably uh, know. Mm-hmm. And I broke out again, and I was thinking, okay, this is, you know, 15 years later, there must be a magic pill or bullet or something that will get rid of acne. And again, it was tetracycline, erythromycin, and, you know, all the stuff that didn't work originally. So I was a nutritionist uh, and a chemist at the time. I was a teacher. So, you know, my father said to me, why don't you figure it out? Why don't you figure out how to clear yourself? Use my education and my knowledge. And so I started mixing stuff together and uh, came up with some formulas. And I was a teacher. I taught hundreds of, you know, students at the time, and they saw a shift in my skin, you know, from bumps to clear skin and kind of glowing skin. So they all said, what did you do? I want some. Can you give me a sample? And that's kind of how the skincare started. I had very sensitive, very acneic skin, kind of oily at the time. And um, I wanted something natural, nutritional. And I was almost 30, so I wanted anti-aging also. So um, I just kind of mixed some stuff, and uh, thus was the creation of the Vassar Skin Care.
1: Wow, very cool. And have you found just really great results helping your clients with the same kind of skin problems?
2: Well, that's the uh, wonderful part of the job, and that's why I love what I do and my estheticians, is that we're really able to start someone at 11, 12, and that's really, you know, the mothers bring in their children. Uh, we've had some as young as even five and six, and wow. on up to, you know, my oldest client is 99, currently. Oh, my currently. <laughs> How so, is your skin? Yeah, you're never too old or never too young to have great skin.
1: How's your 99-year-old skin?
2: Uh, absolutely beautiful and she's so cute. She says, "You know what? People think I'm crazy that I still, you know, use skincare and care about my appearance." She goes, "But it's important to me." She looks amazing. She probably looks maybe 70. <laughs> uh, very sharp. She stands on her head, she does yoga. Uh, you know, she has her vitamins and just very, very happy lady.
1: Wow, really cool. Well, I know that you've talked a lot about you know like the pH of skin, which I think is really fascinating. I don't think a lot of people really understand that. So, what's the what's the pH in in terms of healthy skin, and what you know what should the pH of the skin be?
2: Well, your skin, its natural pH is about a six which is Mm -hmm. slightly acidic. We have, you know, 1 to 14, and 7 is right in the middle, which is neutral. And your skin is slightly acidic, so it's about a 6. If you actually got a pH stick from the uh, sprouts or something, you could actually test your skin, and it's about a 6. So Mm -hmm. most cleansers on the market that you would purchase over the counter have a uh, base, or BASIC, which is above a 7, like a 8, 9, or 10. So what that does is it immediately strips your skin of the natural uh, acid mantle, and it opens you up to bacteria infection and things like that. And that, especially um, if you're oily, could cause infection. If you're dry, a base would cause dryness to your skin. So you really want to try to match the pH of the cleanser to the pH of your skin. So it should be pH balance or like a 6. Uh, and mm-hmm. you could test it, as I said, with little pH strips that are kind of fun to have around anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah. So is acne uh, more associated with being more basic or being more acidic?
2: Well, uh, it it kind of, you want to have an alkaline diet. Mhm. You know which uh is eating greens.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh your skin is slightly more acidic if you uh have acne. Mm. So what happens is when you eat your fried foods and your sugar, it causes an inflammatory response in your skin. And acne is a little bit of a disorder of the pores. It mm-hmm. holds the oil in. And so the bacteria has food to feed on. And so when you eat certain things that cause inflammation, uh, like sugar, uh, then you're just, you know, giving a feast to the bacteria. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) A
2: very visual thing that you can um, see. And so that's why we really recommend, you know, detoxing, um, going on a nice clean and green diet. Uh, we really take a total approach to skincare, which I really think um, is the most important. Uh, for us to really have beautiful, glowing, healthy skin, you really have to have your hormones in balance. You have to really eat well. And also topically, you have to have the products that really work into your skin. Yeah. So um it's And I, little, love, you know, I love I love that you talk that. about
1: that. I love that you talk about that with your clients that you know, it's more than just putting a lotion on your face. You know, I mean I, I've said it on my shows before, um I really identify with this and with your story because I had really bad acne in high school too I mean I was put on Accutane twice on the retin-A's I was put on all the tetracyclines erythromycin all the antibiotics and which they would work for a period of time but then I go off of them and my acne would come back and it wasn't until you know I, I cleaned up my diet I took out the sugars I did detoxing I got my hormones balanced that my skin just cleared up from the inside out. So I just I love that you talk about that and yeah there's so many different things you can obviously do in terms of treatments but if you don't take care of the inside then you're you're missing out on a huge piece you know the root cause oftentimes.
2: Yeah and we really our goal is to help you know and as you said it's not to mask a cream not to give you an antibiotic is to really educate you cuz it is a lifestyle change and mm-hmm. when you do have acne at any time it can flare like stress and it could be even happy stress. We have brides, you know, or yeah. whatever it is, you know, moving or promotion that causes stress, thus acne. And you can't, you know, rely on an Accutane or an antibiotic because a lot of times that takes three months. You need something tonight
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. for that. Well, we'll get to some cool acne um, remedies in a little bit, but just to kind of, like, take a step back and look at it from a big picture, I mean, what should people be doing to have healthy skin?
2: The most important thing I feel with skin is to realize that your skin is the largest organ and you really need to take care of it. And by taking care of it, it means to cleanse, cleanse twice a day with the pH balance. Cleanser. It means to protect, uh, whether it be with sun protection or if you your anti-sun protection or sunscreen. I get that sometimes, that you protect with a hat. Uh, we'll talk about that further. And that you moisturize. And a moisturizer doesn't have to be oily. It could be like a gel or it could be like a, a serum, which is more like nutrients to your skin. Mm -hmm. But I also feel that people do not take care of the skin in the sense that they go and they get their nails done every week or every other week they go and they get their hair done, but they don't get their face or their skin, uh, their pores cleaned out, which is really important. A pore on your skin is like, you know, a drain in your sink, And you need to continually clean them out. And only Mm an esthetician can do that. And, um, you know, it's it's our job to do that. And it should be maintained on a regular basis. So Mm
3: -hmm.
2: I really feel that uh, we need to come up in the importance uh, in everyday uh, skin care uh, and our habits not just deal with other things. Um, a lot of people exercise. They brush their teeth. But if I ask ten people if they wash their face, out of the ten, probably three will say no, they don't. Right. Uh, another three will say just once a day. And maybe, you know, the, the others will say they wash their face twice a day. Right. A lot of people don't even know what they use on their skin. So it's really important to use good stuff on your skin, and I truly feel to get facials or treatments as part of your regime, your health regime.
1: Yeah. So let's say a person is doing a, a good skin care regime, which we can get to in a sec. How often do you think, I mean, of course this is what you do for a living, but you know, in general like how often should someone go and see an esthetician and get facials and all that?
2: I mean, I truly 100% believe it, and it's once a month. Once a month. Once a month. And that is um, because you get new skin once a month. uh, Mm -hmm. You get a whole new set of skin every three months. Um, So whether it be for anti-aging, whether it be for acne, or just maintenance, Mm -hmm. I say once a month.
1: Got it, okay. Which
2: I feel is generous because I, if I could or would, I would get twice a week. Kind of like going to the gym, at least twice a week, personal trainer. And Mm -hmm. that's what they do in Europe, actually. It's twice a week in France.
1: I would love to get a facial twice (laughs) a week. Oh, my gosh.
2: Facial (laughs) massage, right?
1: (laughs) No kidding. Wow. Wow. Okay, so then so let's say acne is happening for someone, right? So what what are some natural treatments that you found that, that work really great for acne?
2: Well number one, this one is free
1: <laughs>
2: very effective and uh not many people do it. It's in your freezer, it's ice.
3: Mm.
2: Ice is probably the fastest if you have any sign of uh You know, your skin gets a little tender sometimes, and you know it's going to be a blemish, or sometimes it even could be a hive if you're having an allergic reaction. And ice would be uh, not ice, cold ice, but you could put it in a baggie and then put the tissue against your face so you don't burn your skin. But a lot of times it's the first sign of inflammation if you ice it, it will decrease the inflammation right away. Mm. And then I I personally like mand- mandelic acid, which is what we use, but if you're at home and you have nothing or you're out in a hotel or something, you have absolutely nothing, then I would go and get an aspirin. And an aspirin um, is salicylic acid, Most people know salicylic acid because it's in most, you know, acne cleansers or acne ingredients um, that you would put on topically. They even do salicylic acid peels. Hmm. So uh, what you would do is you'd crush the aspirin, add a little bit of water, make a little bit of paste, first ice, put the little paste of uh, aspirin on there, and that will help uh, reduce the inflammation. Hmm. And um, I like that treatment much better than I hear people say toothpaste. Right. And I hear that even, you know, on national shows, and it's in all these little uh, natural remedies to put toothpaste, and I 100% disagree with that. And that's because most toothpaste has sodium oil sulfate in it. And has a whole mm. bunch of other ingredients in it, and that will do nothing but irritate the skin. Right. And then I also hear uh, Visine. I would say mm. ice and aspirin would mer- work much better.
1: Got it. That. So then you just leave it on those spots for a little while and then rinse it off?
2: Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And milk of magnesia is another one
1: that mm.
3: you
2: can um, also put on a blemish that will help dry it up, uh, but you leave the paste on, you could sleep with it, you know, no problem with sleeping with it, milk mm-hmm. of magnesia also, you can sleep with it, because what you want to do is you want to stop the infection as quickly as you can, and you want to draw out the dirt and the oil that's in the right. pore. Right,
1: right. So you mentioned sodium lauryl sulfate as, a, as an ingredient that can be really irritating for people. And I, like I said in the intro, there's so many ingredients that we have in our skin care now that are just horrendous for not only our skin, but our bodies and our, hormone, you know, our hormones and increases our risk for things like cancer. And so um, I'm sure you get this question asked a lot, a lot by your clients, but what are some of the main ingredients that people want to actually avoid you know, looking at the ingredients list of different products?
2: Uh, some of them are the parabens, you know, uh, methyl mm-hmm. and propyl paraben. Uh, that's in the majority of skincare. Even the very, very high end that cost over five hundred dollars, uh-huh. they have parabens in it. So um, then there are others: phthalates, the sulfates, as I said,
3: mm-hmm.
2: petroleum. Then I can get into like some technical tetrasodium EDTA that's in natural skin care uh unfortunately that you go you know out there if you look you'll see those sodium hydroxide methylglycinate, uh phenol uh ethanol uh ethyl hexyl glycine. and those are all in natural skin care that mm. i have you know parabens are in most skin care Mineral oil, petroleum, that's like a topical, and that's kind of a, some people say it causes, you know, negative uh, clog your pores. That's Mm -hmm. kind of up for debate. So uh, mine doesn't, my products don't have any of those petroleum or mineral oil or any Mm -hmm. of the other. Um, And there's a wonderful, you know, websites that are out there. The Environmental Working Group,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: EWG, and if there's any ingredient that you're not sure of and what it does to your skin, you could log on to there, and it usually will give you a list of ingredients that are, you know, potential. They give you, like, a rating from one to five, usually. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
2: And we make it a point to put zero, you know. Right,
1: right. Right. I think they rate it from 1 to 9. I think I was just glancing through there. But, yeah, certainly okay. anything below, of, you know, definitely stay below 5, but ideally 0 or 1, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And yes. did you say the tetrasodium EDTA is, is okay, or that's, it's a bad one that happens to be in a lot of natural products?
2: Bad one that happens to be in a lot of natural products.
1: Okay. All right. I know. they They just try to fool us right and the covers always say all natural and it's organic you know like the front of the different labels and it's like you look to turn at the back and it's got nothing you can pronounce
2: (laughs) well it's very very expensive to make products fresh you know yeah uh so they have to put these preservatives in there so Mm -hmm. that it could be stable so they can make huge batches and make a lot of money in yeah. you know in their line. So it is yeah. it's difficult and it's very time consuming.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, and a
2: big company just can't do that, you know. Right. So um, the reason why we can is we're a small company, and I make it fresh for me, and I share it with my friends.
1: Yeah. But, I don't think I mentioned your website, Melanie, in the beginning. What's what's the website where people can actually buy your skincare?
2: Uh, it's com, V-A-S-S-E-U-R SkinCare.com.
1: Awesome. All right, I'm going to take – oh, it looks like the caller just hung up. Caller from the 760, if you want to call back in, I'll get your question on. Um, let's see here. Okay, cool. So I know one thing you see a lot in your um, practice with clients is obviously anti-aging and wrinkles. So um, what's your approach with that? What are some good tips for people to um, you know reduce wrinkles and then also prevent them too?
2: Well, again, education, because that's my number one with everything, uh, with wrinkles or sunspots or anything. Um, Unless I stop the behavior, I can give you the best cream in the world, and it's not going to work because you're going to erase it each time you go out. So Mm -hmm. we want to educate you on the sun, and the sun isn't bad, you know. It's natural vitamin D, but... um, Being protected, especially your face, I feel, should be treated differently than the rest of your body.
3: Mm -hmm. Your face,
2: you do need to uh, wear sun protection or a hat uh, or go out earlier or later in the afternoon. And then another thing, uh, I'm a little bit, you know, uh, paranoid with windows at the house. You know, a lot of sun goes into the house. And most people don't even think that that's going to cause wrinkles or sunspots. Sun when you're driving, uh, you know, bouncing off the glass from the car uh,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: is another. Uh, I recently went on vacation. I got burnt from sitting in the window (laughs) of the plane. Most people think about that. You're closer to the sun and you can get burned. Yeah. Wow,
1: that's right. So you, Never thought of that.
2: Mhm. Yeah, you don't want a window seat or if you mm-hmm. do, the shade down. So education about the sun, you must reapply even if you have sun protection 100.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh you
2: have to reapply after about an hour or so because a little combination of the sun, that's if you're directly in the sun. I have to say, you, you know, if you're in the sun and you have SPF 100, I get this all the time, that's why I'm saying this, but I have sunscreen on, I have SPF 100, you know, <laughs> the sun breaks down the sunscreen in about an hour, hour and a half, depending on your ethnicity, sometimes even 30 minutes, so great that you're wearing SPF 100, great, but got to reapply, so mm-hmm.
3: um
2: and it's hard to reapply a cream so they have these great powder brushes from Color Science is the one that I use um that you just kind of brush over your face very easy very fast and you're able to reapply your sunscreen uh in the car you know while you're out and about and even on the plane you know mm-hmm. you would reapply the sunscreen so I think that's one of the things. Another thing is um, with wrinkles, you know, um, sleeping on your back is kind of important, or mm-hmm. you have to sleep with a beauty pillow. And why I say that is we sleep eight hours, and if you're a side sleeper or a stomach sleeper, you're literally pressing in wrinkles in your skin. So Mm -hmm. in the daytime, you're great. You're using sunscreen. You're coming, you know, you're getting your facial services. You're getting your treatments. You're wearing your hat in the car, and then you smush your face at night. Guess what? It's (laughs) going to cause wrinkles. So it's a real total approach. And, again, you know, hormones and uh, eating right, those all kind of work together. So I take care of the outside in. You take Mm -hmm. care of the inside out, and it's great teamwork, and then just sleeping on the right pillow or sleeping on your back. Now, I'm a side Mm -hmm. sleeper, so I have to sleep on, you know, my beauty pillow, but uh, some people do sleep on their back, which is great.
1: Yeah, I I naturally sleep on my back. I call it coffin style. I just lay there, and I don't even move.
2: (laughs) Really? How do you do that?
1: I don't know. It's just the most comfortable way for me to sleep. Great. Yeah. So my That's face, I guess. For is, yeah, because, I mean, I barely do any of the things you've said for my skin, so at least i got something going for me. But <laughs> I'm going to take what you say to heart and start doing more. i am got to step it up. I'm going to take a yeah. caller here, and we can revisit the wrinkles topic. Uh, yeah. Caller from the 760. You're on Dr. Low Radio. What's
4: your name and where are you calling from? Hi, this is Denise from Carlsbad.
1: Hello, Denise. Long time no Hi. see. How's it going?
4: It's <laughs> going fine.
1: Good. Well,
4: I had a question. As you know, I was in today, and I just had a mole removed from my face, and I was wondering what I could do to minimize any scarring as far as what to put on there.
2: Okay, so in your cabinet (laughs) scarring, okay, what you want to do is heal the skin, and I find the best thing to prevent scarring might be a little bit of uh, olive oil. Everybody has olive oil.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: And just kind of rub it in the area. I usually use a blend of different oils. Um, I have something called healing serum. But most people don't have the oils that I have. So just topically at home, an olive oil would work, coconut oil would work. Okay. Almond oil would work, uh, something like that. Okay,
4: okay. I have some emu oil.
2: Emu is excellent. Okay. Yeah. But I
4: didn't know when I should start using it because they just shaved it off yesterday.
2: Is it an open wound? Yes. Okay. So what you want to do is, if it's an open wound, like a bacitracin, because you don't want mm-hmm. any bacteria, and as soon as, you know, any you know that it's not an open wound then you would start with the oils. And
4: okay, I would
2: great.
4: Use the emu oil. Use the emu? Mhm. Okay. Yeah. That That's sounds cool. good. Well, and Melanie, what do you so think about what do
1: you think about adding in vitamin E topically? Is that a good idea as well? We kind yes. of talked about that today. Okay. Yeah.
2: Oh, Could I can I add, really add that in with the
1: with
4: the emu.
2: Yes, that would be great. Be a little okay, hammock.
4: A little chemist just put the two mm-hmm. together.
2: hmm
4: and, yeah, and two or three times take, a
1: day. Take a picture yes. and we can we can monitor it and see how well it
4: heals. Oh yeah, yeah that'd be a good e idea. Is
2: wonderful. You just want to get pure vitamin E instead of like the processed kind. So that's the Where orange. am
4: I going to get pure vitamin E?
2: Uh you would go to the store and kinda of look at the ingredients. Any like vitamin E twin labs might have it, uh source natural. I'm sure oh, okay. Dr. Lowe could recommend uh, maybe a good vitamin E.
1: Yeah, I think okay. looking and, and getting some of the, like the gel cap capsules and just poking a little hole and squeeze yeah. that on there, um, mm-hmm. or you can get a liquid. And I was telling Denise today, just get something in a dark container, you know, because it's sensitive to light. Yeah.
2: That way it has more of the high vitamin the capsules vitamin e. and poking mm-hmm. a hole. Just make sure the needle, you burn it or put alcohol on it before you poke
4: Okay, it. it's clean. And that's what I did. I went and got capsules today.
2: Perfect. Because all the
4: bottles were in light-colored bottles. So I just there figured the capsule was in the dark. So, But I just didn't know when to start applying it since the wound just, you know, is open still because um, they just did it yesterday.
2: Yeah, I love bacitracin to kind of help you through it. That has zinc in it, which helps heal the skin okay. also.
4: Yes, mm-hmm. I did get some of that and started with that yesterday. Perfect. But it looks so bad right now that I'm all nervous.
1: It doesn't look that bad, Denise. I saw it today. It looks worse to you, I I promise.
4: No, I was like, it looks like a big hole, you know. it's not bad. It'll heal quick. Okay. All right, great.
1: Well, thank you. Thanks for your question. (laughs) Sure. All right. So, Melanie. So, um, let's say once the the wrinkles have set in, right, and um, people are doing their their hats in the car and they're doing really great skincare routine. um, What are some tips, you know, non, non-toxic-wise to deal with wrinkles and reduce them once they've set in?
2: Um, that's when you go for the lasers.
1: Mm-hmm. If
2: the wrinkles have already set in, you have to come with the lasers. And the lasers nowadays are great. You know, they don't mm-hmm. have to have any downtime. They have great mm-hmm. IPLs uh, and laser. The thing is you have to keep out of the sun the week before, <laughs> and mm-hmm. never really get in direct sun much after. If you're really serious about it, and I am serious about it, so um, I I like to set an example for women on how great their skin can look uh, with just doing natural things, um, you know, like lasers um, mm-hmm. and pillows and skincare and not have to do anything else uh, in the future. But the lasers, um, they even, our estheticians have, like, thermal rejuvenating lasers. They have um, various different treatments. But once you want to prevent them, but once you start getting them, people start getting wrinkles around in California about 23.
3: Mm -hmm. And they start around
2: their eyes. And, the eyes are the thinnest skin that you have on your face, very, very, you know, thin like a tissue. And uh, eyes really have to be treated. Eye cream is probably, I I got my first eye cream when I was 15 years old. <laughs> uh, and I still meet people every single day that eye cream, what's eye cream? I just use my normal moisturizer around my eye. Mm-hmm. And um, eyes are different eyes uh they need it has to be ophthalmologist tested you know regular skin care uh might not be as moisturizing for the eyes so eyes don't have sweat glands or oil glands so the product that you use around your eyes really is very important and i Mm -hmm. take my eye cream very very seriously (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I actually do three different steps on my personal eyes because um, eyes without moisture look like a raisin, Mm -hmm. and eyes with moisture is more like a grape. So every morning I put my eye cream and, you know, hydrate it and plump up my eye area, and that's what most people really need to do. A lot of times their eyes are just really dehydrated So one thing for a wrinkle is, you know, hydration. Make sure that it's not from lack of moisture and not using the right product. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are great, you know, lasers out there, and there's probably another show. I could talk about lasers and the (laughs) Fraxels and the Cytons and and all that. Um, And those are, you know, wonderful. The IPLs are all different. They all work differently.
1: Yeah, for people who don't know what IPL is, I'm 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 thinking that probably a lot of my um listeners might be, you know, maybe not as hip to things like that. Maybe they are. I don't know. What so what's IPL for those who aren't familiar?
2: Intense pulse light is okay. what it stands for. So it's a light that's blasted onto your skin, causing heat to the lower layers of your dermis, regenerating collagen, firming your skin.
1: Mhm. Got it.
2: So those are kind of what the lasers
1: do. It's, so what about? It's a great time. What say
2: that again? It's a great time to be a woman or a man and have wrinkles. <laughs> yeah. We have options these days.
1: Yeah, especially in our neck of the woods, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's say there's um, some puffy eyes. Though, what are what are some uh, you know tips to do? Once you wake up in the morning, you got some real puffy eyes. You look look like you probably needed a few more hours of sleep. What can we do?
4: Well,
2: um, you know, of course, it could be a little bit too much wine the night before, a little bit too much sodium. So whatever the cause is, again, what's going to decrease would be something cool. Would I recommend, because I've had uh, some on-air personalities call me up and say, oh, my God, I'm on air and I have puffy eyes. So I say chamomile tea. You always need chamomile tea in your house. That's like mm-hmm. a must. Not only does it help you sleep, but it also helps depuff your eyes. Mm-hmm. You would put about three uh, tea bags of chamomile tea in a half a cup of water, hot water. Mm-hmm. And then you take that, the tea bags, well, I guess, why not put four? Four and a half a cup of water. Put, you know, hot water on it, let it steep, stick it in the freezer and take it out in about 20 minutes and then put those tea bags that have been, you know, soaking in its own chamomile
3: mm-hmm. and
2: lay down and rest for about 10 minutes and it's amazing.
3: Hmm.
2: So cool. you got the cold and then you got um the chamomile tea that will naturally depuff your eye area.
1: Awesome. I've never done that before. I will have to try that.
2: Yeah. That's like
1: 911. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Okay. What about um, like a recipe for what you can make at home for a, a, like a mask out of your kitchen?
2: Okay. Many different masks. I'm gonna talk a little bit about ingredients. There are salt scrubs. There's sugar scrubs, and there's baking soda scrubs. And only one of those can you do on your face. Okay. You can only mm-hmm. do the sugar scrub on your face, and um, that you would only do maybe once a week, maybe every other week, and you have to do it really gently. And um, a lot of people need to exfoliate. This time of year is very dry, so a lot of people have uh, dry skin. Mm -hmm. So you can put sugar, you can put a little olive oil, You know, you throw in a little vitamin E in there, uh, a little essential oil. Um, I like sweet orange for, you know, a skin scrub. Um, Hmm. And very, very gently kind of like rub around the Mm -hmm. skin. Again, just, you know, once a week uh, at the most because most people tend to rub a little bit too hard. Uh, the sugar is a small molecule and it's round, so um, it shouldn't cause too much trauma, but we don't want to mess with our own natural acid mantle that we had talked about before.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, another thing that I I like uh, for the face, you know, most people will say avocado. That's messy. I don't want to put, I want to eat an avocado. I don't want to rub it on my face. Um, That's just me I like more working with teas So Mm -hmm. green tea for the face is awesome Mm -hmm. Uh, Green tea bags Um, You would put, again, like four and a half a cup of water Because you want your solution to be pretty strong If you're going to put it on your skin Mm -hmm. And uh, you could soak the tea with a tissue Or paper towel And then just lay it on your skin, and you're actually getting green tea, which is uh, natural sun protection and uh, also has wonderful antioxidants in there. And that's something I would recommend uh, for people. And a lot of people, I like something easy if you're making eggs. In the actual eggshell, there's the egg white. And you mm-hmm. can kind of rub that on your face, and you have, like, the instant tightening. Mm-hmm. And it's protein, and, and that's very good, and you're not wasting good food on your uh, face. Mm-hmm. But uh, And then I mentioned before uh, magnesium, the uh, milk of magnesia is mm-hmm. also another mask that you can use. Um, you'd pour a little bit in a cup. Put it on with a brush and just kind of lay uh, for about 15, 20 minutes. And that really reduces inflammation, uh, prevent any dirt and oil in the pores. And that's a nice, inexpensive uh, treatment. Um, I mentioned salt and baking soda. Those are good for the rest of your body. So for your, a lot of people have pigmentation on their arms, pigmentation on their legs. And I would recommend using like a baking soda and water and kind of rubbing it on for the pigmentation on your arms or your legs. And then rinse, and then you would put lemon or lime Fresh. You, like, slice it in half and slightly squeeze it and kind of rub it in. And you mm-hmm. would leave that on for, like, 10 or 15 minutes, both on your arms and your legs. I find the lime to be a little bit stronger and more powerful to take down pigmentation on the arms and their legs.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but none of that is safe for the face. It's way too strong, way too acidic to put, you know, Strong, fresh lemon or lime straight onto the face. It would. I wouldn't do it. it uh, lemon or lime has a pH of about a two hmm. or a three, so it would dry out your skin pretty, pretty badly. But your arms are pretty tough, and your legs are pretty tough.
1: So, how much baking soda would would you use in the water for that?
2: I would use um, about half a cup. Mm -hmm. A baking soda and maybe uh, half a cup of water, maybe a little less. You want more of a paste. You don't want it too liquidy because then it's hard to kind of put it on your legs. Yeah. And then if you really want, you know, and see how that goes, baking soda first, rinse, and then the lime, and then you can put them both together, the Mm -hmm. baking soda and the lime. And, you know, if you put, I don't know any of our listeners did baking soda and vinegar it causes a little bit of a volcano or <laughs> power. well that's a little bit reaction that you get on your skin which helps lighten the pigmentation that you might have on your arms and on your legs now your décolleté or your chest is sensitive so i wouldn't mm-hmm. do this on my chest either
3: mhm
2: We're kind of bony on our décolleté, and that is another area that you could tell a person's age is their their décolleté or their chest.
4: I just love the
1: the word décolleté.
2: Yeah, I do too. (laughs) I didn't know what that
1: was until I moved to San Diego. You know, I lived in Portland. Nobody knows what a décolleté is. You just rub something (laughs) on your face and rub it on your neck, you know, but come to San Diego and it's, this is my (laughs) décolleté. Oh, Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. So, um cool. I can make all of those at home. I I love that. Um what about using honey on the face? I know it's really messy, but is that something good to use on the skin?
2: It is. It's a natural humectant and mm-hmm. natural anti, you know, microbial bacterial. I love honey. I use it actually in my lip balm and uh anything related to the lips. Um and um, actually, for burns, I recommend that for burns. But, I mean, honestly, it's just messy <laughs> mm-hmm. on my face. I did that, like, when I was desperate as a teen. I was doing the honey and the oatmeal. Uh, but uh, it, it would work in a pinch, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you could lick it off your face. <laughs>
1: Awesome, yeah. It's always a good plus, or someone else can. (laughs) Um, So another thing I really wanted to make sure we covered tonight, and also, too, for you guys listening, you're welcome to call in. I'm going to open up the phone lines one more time, so 818-495-6919. The phone lines are open. If you are on your phone listening and you want to ask a question, just go ahead and press 1, and I will bring you on the air. So, Melanie, what about makeup? Makeup is so toxic nowadays, but, of course, for many ladies, they're not going to give up wearing makeup. So do you have a brand you like or a type of makeup that works well but is also safer and not toxic?
2: I do, and I, I'm a uh, cosmetic junkie. I love makeup, um, mm-hmm. and I try them all. The ones that I favor these days, and it does change, but Youngblood I've been using personally um, for about eight years now. Mm-hmm. It's a pressed mineral, so it's mineral makeup. I like them because they press it with good ingredients. Uh, pressing means that it's not loose. The
4: mm-hmm. loose
2: ones are like bare essential, which I guess then they were saying you could breathe in the loose uh powder and might not be good for the lungs. So I always preferred the pressed because it was easier to carry. Mm-hmm. Young Blood makes the pressed mineral powder. I really like Youngblood. Mm-hmm. Tarte is another natural um skincare or er, actually makeup company that I also mm-hmm. would recommend. So Awesome. Are- what
1: about lipstick? Do you have a particular lipstick you like?
2: I like, again, Tarte, mm-hmm. I like Buxom and Bare Essentials, I like Juice, and uh, young blood, and okay. those are, again, all natural, because with lip, anything on your lips, you're licking, so it's going right. into your body, so those are the ones they claim to be natural and free of those ingredients that I mentioned mm-hmm. uh, before.
1: Awesome. Very cool. Okay. Cool. So I'm going to take it to the phone line. So caller from the five eight six. Um, you're on Dr. Low Radio. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, Dr. Low. My name is Jessica.
3: I'm from uh, the Metro Detroit area. Hi. Cool. Hi. Um, I've been listening to you for a little while, probably about I don't know, eighteen months or so. Sweet. And I was yeah, I was calling because I have a coworker who has a teenage daughter, and her daughter suffers from severe acne. And they're kind of just hitting a dead road. They don't know what to do to help her. And I really feel for her because she's only 14. Mm. Do you have any advice?
2: I do have advice. Like maybe
3: like starting points, you know?
2: Hmm. Um, again, uh, what's really important because 14, like I still, believe it or not, have low self-esteem. Yes, I do. Because those are your pivotal years, and I felt ugly at that time, so I really take acne very, very seriously On my website. there's a lot of free information on there. We're a company that send out free samples for people to try. She needs to not overdo it what i was what happened to me is I was panicked, so I was washing my face three or four times a day. I was putting everything on it. You know, I was alcohol, acid, benzoyl. I was just, like, trying everything. So the mm-hmm. first thing you need to do is take a deep breath, and uh, you need a good cleanser twice a day. She needs a product that kills the bacteria in her skin. Um, I I like the mandalic acid right now. I find that it's not as irritating and your skin is already irritated. Benzoperoxide is another common. Salicylic acid is another common. I like the Mandalic right now for uh, people to use on their skin. Uh, she really needs to check her diet, too, get her off all sodas, all sugar. And for a teen, uh, that's a little difficult. So. We recommend there are some really good snacks that taste sugary but aren't, uh, mm-hmm. Matt Munchies. They're uh, dehydrated mango, which is delicious, and you could put it in their lunch sack. She uh, yeah. needs to have salads, um, you know, and uh, just
3: Do you have simple. an opinion on... Um, on, like, gluten in the diet, too? Because I know gluten tends to be inflammatory. Could that be a
1: factor?
2: Gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free, yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, sh- blood sugar is such a huge cause of acne. You know, for, for girls in particular, if they have insulin spikes, then their estrogen gets converted into testosterone. And if you have testosterone, you're going to have, you know, you're going to be more prone to breaking out. So... I think that for her, it's probably going to be an internal and an external approach, you know, just doing both of them.
3: And how often would you say no more than twice a day for the facial cleansing?
2: Twice a day, yep. And sometimes toner, if if she exercises, if, you know, a lot of our athletes might have to spray toner, which helps kill the bacteria throughout the day without having to wash it. Sometimes, again, she's 14, so she can do, you know, cleanse in the morning and then maybe after school to get rid of the dirt and grime. And I'm not sure if she um, wears makeup or not. And I believe on my website you can uh, ask me a question, and I'd be more than happy to send samples uh, for her and recommend specific things for her, too. But makeup... You know, they were using, a lot of girls use CoverGirl, which is very poor clogging. Physician's formula, very poor clogging. Mm hmm. uh, Because it has a lot of oil in it. But you're embarrassed to go with a red face to school, and I get that, you know. So, just using the right cosmetics and eating really well.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I'm definitely definitely going to have her. Check out your website that's
1: wonderful, and also too, you know pass on the information that that oftentimes what's on the skin is a window of what's happening deeper in the body and you know we talked yeah. about hormones, but we haven't talked a whole lot about the gut, you know, and most of you know your your digestion is just huge for flora, just healthy flora, and we see that a lot of times when there's dysbiosis right I'm sure you've you get that a lot from listening to the show just. Too much mm-hmm. bad bacteria, not enough good bacteria, you get a whole imbalanced flora in your in your gut, and that, that certainly shows up on the skin. And we've seen it a lot with parasites, right? The skin can show yeah. signs of things like that. Um, candida, so if there's like a fungal overgrowth. I mean, so so I think, you know, looking at hormones, also digestive system, and then, you know, the things that Melanie suggested, I think that your friend will probably be seeing, you know, a lot of improvement. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're you so left. welcome. Thanks for your call. Oh man, I feel it. I just remember back in the day.
2: <laughs> we both we both know what that's like, right? <laughs> yep, it made us who we are today.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, geez, this time just flew like crazy. Um, Melanie, what are what are some parting words? Um any other things you want to leave with our listeners before we let you go?
2: Well, a couple of misnomers on skincare. Um that I was going to, misconceptions about skincare is that you need the same regime all the time, and we don't. We need to change it up. Uh, we change, again, our clothes, our hair, our makeup. We do need to change our skincare, meaning that it's winter, it's cold outside, and it's dry, and then we go inside, and then we have the heat on, so it's dry. We might need to moisturize more. And we might even, you know, put one and then another and another on top. Don't feel like you're, oh, but my moisturizer isn't working. You might need to add more. This is the time of year. Fall is different. Spring is different. Summer. So you must change your skin. You have to be your own little detective. If you're dry, add more moisture. If you're oily, use less. So... You know, that's kind of important. And then, again, not all skincare is alike. You know, if you go to the 99 cent store, I get that. I've been in those situations. Use that skincare on your body, but not your face. And you don't have to pay hundreds of dollars to get good skincare, it's all about the ingredients. A company cannot hide what's in there, they have to have. What's in their product on the label or on the website, so really check and see the ingredients. You don't have to spend five hundred dollars to get good skin care, uh, but you might need to spend more than ninety nine cents to get great skin care right, <laughs>
1: yeah, awesome. Oh, and one thing I forgot to ask you too, Melanie, you brought me um a sample of your natural deodorant, and it's. Yeah. It was so exciting to actually find a deodorant that works. I mean, it was to the point where I was using everything all natural, but I was using Ladies Speed Stick. You know, was total like hypocrite. So, I get
2: um, that too. Yeah, you, you but
1: I'm like not going to walk around stinking. You know, I'm I'm doing <laughs> IVs on people. I don't need my pits to you know keep them from coming into the clinic. So, um, what do you? What are some of the things you use in your deodorant?
2: A pretty simple base. So everybody uh, has it at home, probably. Baking soda, great baking soda, and cornstarch. So cornstarch kind of absorbs the oil and the water, and the baking soda also absorbs the odor and helps dry. And so that's in the base, and that you can use in deodorant. You can also sprinkle that in the shoe. But the key are the essential oils that you would put in it. The ones that I found that worked really well was the uh, sweet orange. Um, I also, I always put anything with oil of oregano. Love, love, love oil of oregano. Kill bacteria that could cause odor. Uh, rosemary extract oil. And most of these you can get at, you know, a local uh, health store. I like lemongrass, lavender, um I had to take out the eucalyptus and the peppermint because people were sweating from that. <laughs> so <laughs> so I yeah. couldn't put those in. Even though I like them, I get that it could cause you to, you know, perspire. So mm-hmm. those are your base. So you just put, like, maybe 20 drops, and you could put it in, like, a, a pail or, a, you know, a Tupperware thing and, and mix it with a fork and then just put it in a jar and then use a cotton ball and just press it. And I'm very passionate about deodorant because you have so many glands under your arms and all of the deodorant has aluminum in it, and with the aluminum – and the glands and you have the heat and you have the moisture. It's just a perfect environment for something bad to happen.
1: Right.
3: So it's absolutely. really
2: important to to use a natural deodorant and you could definitely make that in your kitchen.
1: Yeah, and what most people don't know is is the, the breast cancer is most common in what's called the tail of the breast, which is actually that upper outer area where it's closer to your um your yeah. armpit. So and that's very you know, just happens to be very close to um you know to your armpit and so and, and where you put your deodorant on. So I, I I don't think that it's a coincidence. I I really do believe there's a strong correlation with that. So very, very, very important to use natural deodorant, especially if you have a family history of breast cancer, you know
2: and it works the deodorant. Now a couple yeah. of times I do have to reapply if I'm a little nervous or it was hot or whatever. I do I might have to reapply it, but I just carry it with me. Yeah,
1: big you deal, know. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's worth it.
2: It's worth reapplying and not
1: getting cancer, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. Very good, Melanie. Well, I appreciate you letting me pick your brain, and thank you so much for sharing what you know with all of us. And um, tell us your website once again before I let you go.
2: It's com.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, you have a wonderful evening, and I'll be seeing you really soon.
2: Okay, thank you.
1: Okay, thanks, Melanie. Bye-bye. Awesome, guys. I know you guys are taking notes because I was. I have like a whole document with all kinds of tips and stuff. Love the show. Check out our website. And um, I'll see you guys next week, same time, Tuesday at 6. Have a wonderful rest of your week and take care. Bye-bye.